going to look at some verses here and look at some things that kind of tie with our Friday night business meeting. We need to be about our Father's business and treat it as it's very important. Tonight at the end of the service, I have an an envelope for certain individuals. I'll call your name because I want to make sure you receive it and call you down and then we'll have a few things to talk to you about getting ready for Friday night. Um, we live in a world where everybody wants to be a leader, but no one wants to follow. Somebody say amen to that. And the corporate world realizes this, and so that's the reason why when you even go into a McDonald's, there are no employees at McDonald's hardly. Everybody is an assistant manager. Everybody is assistant manager or a, a, a supervisor. Or, so you've got this company which has 20 employees and there's like one manager and 18 assistant managers and one employee. It just seems that, I don't know if you've noticed that, but everybody at the counter always says assistant manager on it. Assistant manager, assistant manager. It's hard to find. You say, can I speak to the manager? Which one? You know, everybody is. Well, he's cleaning the restrooms right now. He'll be right out and help you here. So, <laughs> an employee is the first to leave and the last to get to work. <laughs> but you make them, you know, an assistant manager is the first to work and the last to leave. And their salary is less per hour. Then why in the world do they do it? It's because somebody gave them a position. Somebody gave them a title. Now I am the assistant to the assistant to the assistant to the assistant manager of the janitors. But I have now a title. I think it's pretty easy to say that most every one of us in this house, we have an ego. And that was the honest people that said amen. Amen. We have an ego, and we like our ego to be fed. And the men in the house, we have a male ego. And there's a whole sermon to preach about that right there. I'm sure my wife could preach it better than I could, so but we won't go there. <laughs> in the church, you ask people to do something. They say, I'm too busy, but you give them a title. And then they feel more like helping you oftentimes. That's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> See, the disciples, we look, if you would look at a few verses of Scripture here, look over at Matthew 20 and verse 20. Brother Christopher Green preached a little about this. Matthew 20 and 20. We're going to look at several different locations here in the Word of the Lord tonight. Again, I won't speak very long tonight. But Matthew 20 and 20 says, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? And she saith unto him, Grant that my two sons may sit the one on the right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. Everybody wants to be a CEO. 
Everybody wants the corner office in the building. Everybody wants to be the boss. But there are responsibilities with being the boss. Verse 22 of 20 says, But Jesus answered and said, You know not what ye asked. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We are able. And he saith unto them, You shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. Everybody wanted to be a CEO. How many people in this house would love to have been in verse number 14 of Acts chapter 2 when it says, then Peter standing up? Wouldn't that have been exciting to have been there that day? How would you have liked to have been able to deliver that message? Verse 38 and 39 of Acts. Anybody know what Acts 2:38 and 39 says? Then Peter, standing up with the eleven, is what it says up there. Then we go all the way down there in verse 38. What does it say? Then Peter said unto them, For the remission of sins, and how many of you like to have preached that sermon? Wouldn't that have been cool to have preached that sermon? That's really cool. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. We see Peter with the, with the bright lights on him as he walks out onto the balcony that day. And the colored lights are now changing colors. And figures are now being placed upon the wall behind him. <laughs> and the band is in front of him. The Palace of Praise percussion band is playing. Right below him there. And everybody now, their eyes are fixed on the man in the bright lights. Ooh, as he now stands up and preaches Acts 2, 38 and 39. But look at Matthew 4, 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Hmm. They had a job. <clears throat> Boy, that causes conviction, don't it? And he saith unto me, Oh, he saith unto them, I shall give you a corner office and make you the CEO of my company. And he saith unto them, Thou shalt stand and preach, and thousands of people shall receive the Holy Ghost. Hmm. All he says to him is, Follow me. Why is it so hard to do that? Just follow me. See, we like to know all of the promises that are attached to this follow me before we'll commit. We like to have our job description with all of 
the detailed benefits in there and what I'm going to get out of this if I invest something into it. Peter didn't even have a clue. He had absolutely no clue what was about to happen to this man. He had no clue that very long down the road from this very thing, he'd be given his life because he answered this call. He had no clue. He definitely didn't see the upper room coming. Did not see it. All he got was, follow me. And I will make you fishermen of men. Does anybody see what he tells him now? Follow me and I will make you fishers. What's fishers of men? That's a job, not a title. He wasn't going to have this plaque put up on his office door that said, the fishers of men, CEO. He wasn't going to have business cards that says, I am the CEO of fishers of men. No. God says, follow me because you got a job. You're saying, oh, can we talk about something else? <laughs> and they straightway left their... They left their work and turned and redirected their work. Hello. Some people have that the church is simply mm, a charitable organization that if you don't want any you don't have anything else you can do, you can just come and be a part of this or sponge off of it. But church, you know what God wants? He wants some workers. He wants us to put our hand to the plow and apply ourselves. When he called you into this thing, he did not call you in it to give you a position. He called you in this to give you a job. And that's what? To be soul winners for the kingdom of God. That's what God has called us to do. See, Jesus... He didn't offer Peter the position of secretary of defense because he wasn't very good at that. He just cut the guy's ear off. He didn't do even a good job at that. He would have got fired immediately. But Peter was always already working when God called him to a leadership position. God calls everybody to the church, but leaders must know how to follow. God can call you, grant you repentance, allow you to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus, and you can receive the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you what, you're not going to get very far until you learn how to follow. It just won't happen. You can't force God into putting you into a specific ministry. You have to allow God to call you. And his call is often based on your attitude and your willingness to do whatever he asked you to do. You know what my first job at the Palace of Praise was? To be a saint. 
that was my first calling at the Palace of Praise. Back in the first sanctuary, I was just to be a saint. That's all I was supposed to be. But honey, that's a high calling in Christ Jesus. The fact that you've just been called to be a saint, I'm going to tell you what, you better thank God every day just for that calling within itself. Calling to be a saint of the Most High God. Can somebody say amen? My next job was, my next job that I had was a work crew leader. Work crew leader. Now, nowadays we are wimpy work crew leaders because now it consists of maybe an hour and a half or two hours on a Friday night or a Saturday with coffee and whatever else. But in the day when I came in with a work crew deal, Work crew was an all-day Saturday for a while, and then they did something different. Bishop, they started making it Tuesday night and Thursday night for four hours on Tuesday night and four hours on Thursday night that the crew leaders had to be here. And then on top of that, the wives had to fix an entire meal on Saturday because, in this right, hun? And so she'd have to organize a meal, so we'd come in the morning at 8 o'clock and we'd work to dark. And then they would make us a meal and we'd stay right here and we'd work all day and eat right here at the house of God. Now that's a job right there. And I still got the scars to prove it. Now that's a job. That was my first job. Second job was then the bishop asked me to be the secretary of the youth department. Because back in the day we had a secretary for every department in the church. You remember that? Ladies, everybody had their own secretary in the church. So I was asked to be the secretary for the youth department to take care of the finances then. You're saying, well, you're the pastor of the church, but it didn't start the pastor of the church. It started with a call of God to be a saint. Then it called a call of bishop to be on the work crew who was used by God. And then time progressed in God. It was job after job after job after job. I'm preaching about following the leader. Following the leader. We can't progress unless we learn to follow. We will be running into each other if we don't learn to follow. So it's going to require all of us to be able to follow. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. <clears throat> and verse number 19. 1 Kings 19 and 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha the son of Seraphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. Does anybody know how many oxen that is? How many? 24, that's a bunch, folks. And with a 12th, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle up on him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. Pause. Does anybody see something important in that that I just read? Anybody see something important in what I just read? 
Listen to me, young people. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee. What does it say? Gets permission. But you know something else I see in there, Bishop? I see a good relationship with his authority in his life. We got young people that they wouldn't even care to even say goodbye to their mom and dad because they won't talk to them now. I'm preaching. I'm going to tell you what. There's a lots more to this thing than just saying, I want to be used by God. There's a lots of things we need to make sure are right in our life and in our relationships if we want God to call us and if we want God to use us. We must learn how to follow where we are at. Boy, don't shout me down now. Don't shout me down. Stop it. Not Hold down the volume. You may have to raise the volume on this because they're trying to shout me down right now. But kids, if you think that all of a sudden God's going to call you and make you a missionary when you won't even be in subjection to your own mom and dad and have a good relationship, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not happening. Because God wants you to be able to learn to follow where you are in your home. He says, let me go kiss my mom and dad. He's saying, hey, I have a relationship with them, and I really care about them. I'm going to tell you what, we need to be careful Hey, listen to me. Some of you in your position right now, even in your secular employment, you don't understand God's watching you in there. How are you treating your boss? Well, it doesn't matter. They're not in the church. Oh, yes, it does matter. There's a book right over here, and Paul deals with it himself. He deals with this whole relationship and how we're supposed to treat people who don't have the Holy Ghost and are not a part of the church, folks. It's all in that book right there. Honey, God watches us in our relationships, whether it's with mom and dad, whether it's with the worker, co-worker, whether it's with our employer, our manager, and everything. God is watching, and we're saying, man, I want the mighty anointing, but God watches us in our relationships and sees how well we can follow in those places. Okay, everybody, buckle up your seatbelt and hold on, because it's going to get bumpy right here. Some of you men may want to come up and protect me right here. But ladies, your anointing and moving and operating the Holy Ghost starts in your home. If you can't follow in your home, don't think you've got power with God. We'll look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Oh, it's about the hair. Huh? It's a subtopic. And when you talk about the hair in First Corinthians, that's not even what Paul's talking about. You have to look at the four first, first four verses. You want to see what Paul's talking about. What's Paul talking about? He says, let's put things in order here. There's God, there's man, and there's woman, and there's the family afterwards. Look at it. And then he says, now let me show you some clues of when things are out of order. He says, what are you going to see when things are out of order? The hair issue comes into play. What was it about? The hair reveals the order. When things are out of order, you just look at it in our society today. You see either a male or a female and watch them when they are out of order in their relationships and they're confused in their identity and their sexual identity. Look what happens, their hair. It's 
what it's all about. God is about order. You're saying, man, this is not the kind of sermon. Not, it's exactly what we need. We're going to have a business meeting on Friday night. We've got to learn to follow the leader, and it starts more than just in the house of God. It starts in our home. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. And moms and dads, you want to send your kids straight to hell? Don't follow. And you'll send them straight to hell. See, we, we, don't, we don't get this whole thing. We think if we'll beat our kids and we'll tell them all the time, you do this, this, do this, 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 and you follow me, you follow me, you follow me. You think that works, but you forget there's the physical and there's the spiritual. And there's this whole spiritual thing out there. And when we as a father and as we as a mom, we won't work together and be under the leadership that's there. You know what happens then? There is a thing that happens in the spirit realm that opens your children up to the spirit of rebellion. Why? Because you won't follow. And then you're, you can get down here and you can fast for 250 days if you want to. I'm going to tell you what, you don't have power with God until you get things right in an order and following your leadership. And all you're doing then is you can fast for a whole year, but it isn't going to help you at all. Why? Because God is looking at order. I can give you scripture all day long about the order, but honey, we say, oh, I can fast my way through this. No, you've got to obey your way through this. You've got to obey your way through this. Oh, no, that's not way. Oh, yes, it does. Honey, you can pray as many hours as you want to. You can pray for your kids eight hours a day. But if you live in your rebellion and will not follow in the leadership in your life, I'm going to tell you what. God's going to stand back and say, go ahead. Why? Spirits, folks. We open up. Why? It's the same spirit that Lucifer had, and we open up to it and then we go I don't know what's going on you know what I took him to church every service and I, I did it but what were you doing in regards to following the leader what was your spirit and your attitude well I just you know what I've got a little bit of an issue there and I can't follow honey you better get that issue under the blood of Jesus Christ and learn to follow it doesn't I'm not just talking about the church I'm talking about on our jobs folks well, I have a personality conflict with them. I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to hit your knees, pray, and get your spirit under subjection to God. That's what we got to do. Say, oh, you know, I'm going to tell you what. There's more, there's more in the balance here in just our salvation as moms and dads. We got our kids. We got our grandkids. Hey, hear me. We have power with God when we walk where we're supposed to walk. But we don't have power with God when we don't walk where we're supposed to walk. If we walk outside of under the umbrella of authority in our life, honey, you're going to get rained on. And it's not, I'm not on this kick, and I'm not on a power kick. Most everybody knows me. I'm not trying to get on no parking. It has nothing to do with that. I'm trying to help us as a church. We're going to have our, our All Saints meeting here on Friday night. We need to learn here in this church to follow the leader. We got good people. And we got people that know how to follow. And we got a good church. I'm just reinforcing some things tonight that need to be reinforced in the church. It needs to be again in our homes. We need moms and wives to be following their husband.
I'm going to tell you. Can I just give you a little hint? There's a little hint. It's a secret, okay? Us husbands aren't always going to do the right thing. It's a secret. We are going to make mistakes. We're going to provide you with excuses why you don't have to follow us. Because we're going to get upset and we're going to make stupid decisions and we're going to spend money we don't have and put us in bad places. We're going to just do dumb things because we do dumb things. Well, men, you should, you a while ago, you yelled about the male ego thing, but we're not hearing many yelling amen now. But we make dumb decisions. But ladies, you do too. It's, it's humanity. We all make mistakes. But ladies, don't use those dumb mistakes we make as an excuse not to follow. Now, if they're leading you in the path of unrighteousness, they want to watch you to watch pornography or do some of that, honey, you can rebel all day long. That's perfectly all right. But don't use their poor decision-making and stuff like that to say, I don't have to follow him. He's just an idiot. It's a little powerful, wasn't it? Am I getting too close to home or something? <laughs> yes, sir. I have a granddaughter that doesn't live for God. She's 40 years old, has three children, a husband. This man has worked for a shoe company in Denver, Colorado, for 24 years. They changed bosses on him. And because he would not submit to his new boss, they fired him and he lost his job. And they have gone through bukus of money and now they're losing everything. He was making a lots of money, folks. Making a lots of money. I'm, I'm, I'm not being mean or unkind tonight. I'm trying to really help us as a church. We're wanting to progress and move forward. And I know most of you know this stuff. But what we really need to do is really examine ourselves again and say, can I do better? See, I, I, you say, well, you're the pastor. You don't have to do it. <laughs> That's funny. I'm the pastor now, so I don't have to answer to anybody. Really? Well, number one, I've got to answer to God. And I'm going to tell you what, when he gives us a spanking, it really hurts. I'm going to tell you what. So I got him. Number two is I got another man I would talk to today on the phone. That's Brother Gray's, our district superintendent. I have to answer to him. I have to be careful what I do. I have to follow what we're supposed to do. And then another one, we have a district board. I need to be accountable to those men hallelujah got a whole bunch of people I'm supposed to be accountable and then I've got a whole bunch of fellow ministers around here that I also have to be careful how I walk so I'm not a reproach to any of their churches or any of their ministries so I have lots of things I have to walk watch but mainly it's to God I'm going to tell you what 
I have to look and say, what can I do to improve as a pastor so that I can fit in better into this Oregon district so I can follow Brother Graves and Brother Sargent and Brother Gleason and Brother Johnson and Brother Johnson and Brother Goodwin so I can follow the leadership of this district. I have to say, what can I do to fit in better? And then you as this church has to say, okay, what can I do at the Palace of Praise to fit in and do my part so that I can follow what? So then as I progress and try to do better, you are progressing and doing better and we grow and we mature in God. And it's all about just following. Amen. Dads, you will either do your kids a favor or you're going to curse them. See, it was easy for me to follow the bishop because my dad beat my hind end off. I remember, I'm going to tell you what, you, you will be done wrong at times. I remember I was in the Christian school. And I came to the Christian school. Hadn't thought about this, but it just popped in my mind. Came to the Christian school one day. I wasn't feeling well, so I came just a little late to school. I had perfect attendance my whole high school years. So I came to school that day. I hadn't been feeling very good, so I came in a little tardy. The teacher that was here at the time, she was a pretty hard lady. Pretty, pretty hard. Wasn't my mom, somebody else. It's a pretty hard lady. So I walked in, and she says, you've got to quote all your verses for the week. I said, can I review them? She says, no, you've got to re- re- quote them right now. I said, I've been sick. Is there any way you can let me just review them for a few minutes, and I'll quote my verses? Would not let me at all review these verses. So I said, I made the remark, well, I don't think that's, very, that's right for you to do that. I said, you know, can, is there any way that we can talk to the bishop and, and the pastor then and ask him if it's all right? Ask him if it's all right to do it? She blew up. Boom. All I could see is the bottom of her shoes because her head hit the ceiling. And there she was hanging upside down up there. And I, she was very upset. At the time, I was the editor of the yearbook. We had a yearbook, the Palace Praise. I was the editor of the yearbook that year. And, and uh, head of the fundraising committee and all that stuff. And, and just for that one thing, she told me, she says, you're gone. I'm, you're, out, you're out as the editor of the, of the yearbook. I'm throwing you out. And you're no longer be the f- fundraising thing. You're gone with that. And you're getting detention for this much thing. I said, that's crazy. <laughs> that's really crazy. I said, because I asked you to review the verse and you're going to do all that to me? So I came... I came home that night, I told my dad, I said, I told my dad at the dinner table, and we were sitting probably, I don't know, probably about right here somewhere. <laughs> it's probably sitting at the dinner table about right here. Yeah, it's probably about right here. It's probably where the dinner table was in that house or something like that, about right here. The old farmhouse sat right here, and we were in that house at the time, and I was sitting at the dining room table. And I was telling my dad, you know what, this is what she did, no, 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 no. Dad, just listen. And I said, you know what? I'm not going back to that school. So I'm done with her. She's a crazy woman. I'm not going back there at all. She's crazy. I had the people agree with me, but she was crazy. And I told him, I'm not going back. He never said anything at the time. So he let me blow off steam. So huh. later that night, he came up to my bedroom, which had been up there. He walks into my room, and he says, 
you know what you were saying down there last tonight at the dining room table? You wasn't going back to that school? He said, oh, yes, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. I said, I'm going to Loa High. I said, I'm not going back there. It's ridiculous. I work really hard, and now she's kicking me all this stuff for no reason, la, 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 la. My dad said, oh, yes, you are. And he said, if you don't go to school tomorrow morning, he says, I'll beat you with my belt. Now, anybody who knows my dad, you know he meant that. And I knew he meant that. But you know what? I went back. And I went back underneath that lady. And I got myself underneath that lady. And I kept my mouth closed. Because my dad told me, he filled me in on some other things when he told me I was going back too. One of them is you don't go over there and talk against her when you get to the school either. And I knew he meant that too. <laughs> what are you saying? He broke that thing in me. Now, some parents have said, that's fine. You were done wrong. I tell you what, you just go ahead and go to the public school and boom, I'd have went to hell probably. Probably lost my soul and never even, ever even been saved. My dad, because he knew how to follow the leader, decided he was going to make me follow the leader too. And you know where it first started? Follow the leader in that bedroom upstairs. Because what he was really saying is, you are going to follow me, and I'm telling you to get over there. So it all started with dad in the house. And when it started with him, then it was easy to follow here. What I'm telling you, I'm trying to talk to us as parents here tonight. There is a physical and there is a spiritual. Now, I'm going to kind of shock you with this. You don't have to be the most spiritual person in the world. You don't have to walk on water. You don't have to change the stones to bread. You don't have to do those things. I tell you what you need to do. Be obedient and learn to follow. And you can help save your kids' souls. You know, it's really funny. Some of the things that make us the most frustrated with our kids is when we see ourselves in our kids. You well to say amen. You get really frustrated. And then you realize, that yeah, they're just like their mother. I mean, that's... I mean, just like their father. I'm sorry. Anybody say amen to that? Can I ask you a question then? That stuff you see in them, that's you, how did it work out for you? Huh? How did it work out for you? It didn't work out too good, did it? Can you say you maybe suffered a little pain because of what you're seeing in them? Hello? <laughs> didn't work out too good for us, did it? Well, when we see those things that's really our genes in them, their, our thinking in them, our attitude, it's like a mirror. Instead. He's like, man, that's just like me. I would have done the same stupid thing. You know what I'm talking Can somebody say amen? You know what I'm talking about. And you'd say, I've done the same stupid You know what? Because you know now and you're looking back, you have more wisdom now. And as your wisdom, then you need to stand up and be the leader and redirect that thing in them. 
And you need to have a backbone to say, you're not going to do that because I already know where that's going. And so I'm going to stop that right now. I'm going to be the leader in the house. And let me tell you something. You may not win in the first battle. You may not win in the second battle. But here's the one thing you need to understand. The spiritual realm, honey, is where we're really dealing with. And you may fight this one time and two times and three times. But here's what you need to realize. In the spirit realm, God begins to now honor you as a leader and honor His Word. And He can help to change the mind and the heart of a stubborn individual. Why? Because you are being submissive to Him and obedient to His Word. There's power in obedience. There's power in submission. Honey, if we learn to submit, it's going to help our kids to submit. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. You're going to be provided with a ton of excuses why you don't have to follow. Some of you are going to have one tonight. You'll say, that was offensive tonight. I don't want to follow him. I'm going to provide you with a ton of excuses why you don't have to follow this pastor. If that's what you're wanting to look for. But if your heart is saying, God, I want to follow you. And it does not matter what you want me to do in the church. I just want to serve you and follow you. If I never step on the platform, then God Thy will be done. You know what I want to do? Is I want to follow you with a clean hands, with a pure heart. I want to follow you in total obedience. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to go into heaven. He's going to look down at his little list and say, hmm, so you were the Sunday school director and you were the assistant pastor and you were, oh, oh yeah, and you were the um, director of maintenance. So uh, you qualify to get in heaven. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. Not what he's going to say. He's not going to look at your title. You're not going to be able to pull out your little business card and look at there. It's got my name on it right there. Look, at, I got a title underneath that. Palace of Praise. Look at that. You know what he's going to say? Well done. What? Servant. Because I've learned just to be faithful and obedient and to follow whatever God wants me to do when he wants me to do it. Isn't it so interesting in this verse of scripture? I'm going to finish it up here in 1 Kings chapter 19. Look at it. He says, then he followed, and then, then I will follow thee. Verse 20. And he said unto him, go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Can we look at maybe a couple of more verses of Scripture quickly? Verse, Luke chapter 5 and verse 27. Luke 5 and 27. I'll look at these quickly. I won't take much time here because I told you I wouldn't speak long, but I want you to see something that's important here. Luke 5 and 27. After these things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of customs. Where was he? He was at his... Mm -hmm. He was at his job, at his work. And he said unto him, follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. He was working. And God called him. Peter was working, and God called him. Elisha was, and God called him, folks. 
and God called him. And God called him. Dad, moms, you know what we really need to be teaching our kids? How to work. They need to learn responsibility in our home. Well, that was really strong. They need to learn accountability in our home. Go do that. What? I don't think I heard that. Hello? It needs to learn it in our home. Responsibility, accountability, we need these things to begin inside of our home. If you don't start it inside of your home, you're going to make it really hard for them to live for God. Forget about getting a job and keeping a job. I'm talking about living for God. They're going to have a hard time living for God. We must make them accountable. And let me tell you something. You got, hear me. Sometimes you have to have a hard heart as a parent. I know that's a bad statement to make, but you get the point. Daddy, I would have done that, Dad, but you don't understand, Daddy. I had a toenail and it was really sore, and I didn't feel like walking out and putting the garbage in there. And I know it just got my toenail, and I would have done it, Daddy, but my toenail, and my toenail, Daddy, look at my toenail. Hello. Now, at, when they get 25 and they're sitting on the job, that's not going to work. You don't understand, boss, my toenail. My toenail, I couldn't do the job because my toenail. You're going to say, you're fired. Hello? You guys are, I know you think I'm really hard. I'm not. We've got to learn to follow a leader. Our kids have to learn to follow a leader. They're looking at our example. Hey, how well are you following your pastor? I'm not talking about faking it. I'm talking about how much are you really following your pastor? Can you really get on to your kids and really, man, you got to get in there and follow me and you won't even follow your pastor? When your pastor asks you to do some things, are, are you trying to do it? we got a good church. We've got a good church and, it's, and the majority of this church is doing really, really well. And I'm really proud of this church in a good way. But it's hard for you to go over here and tell Darrell, Darrell, I want you to do what I tell you to do and you don't ever give me back talking. You do what I tell you to do. Bishop calls me up and says, hey, Pastor, can you come and do this thing? No, I don't want to do it. Hello? It shouldn't be such a chore for us to show up on our Saturday work cruise. Pastor, be more spiritual. I tell you what I am, I'm getting you closer to God. Elisha was, Peter was, go through and look at the disciples. You will find they were. You want to position your kids so they can hear the voice of God? Teach them how to work and be responsible.
Hallelujah. And you know where that begins? And you know who that begins with? Here's the funny thing about it is we can fake everybody in the church, but we can't fake our kids. You can tell me all day, oh, I'm a hard worker, and your kids may be saying, how you go, <coughs> our little secret. That's going to cost you a hot fudge, sunny dad. <laughs> I'm going to tell Pastor. <laughs> he knows. Do you remember what our word was for the year? They need to see you consistent in your walk, consistent in your work, consistent in all your life. And as you do that, you put something in them that makes them consistent. They get up and go to work. They treat their boss right even when he may be a devil. There's no excuses not to follow your pastor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, why don't you take up your cross and follow me? And you know what also is in the same context it says? Crucify the flesh with the desires thereof. I'm going to tell you what, a good leader knows how to bring this thing under submission. And I'm going to tell you, in all my leadership positions in the district, national level, and all kinds of stuff, I've been hurt and give provided tons of excuses not to follow. But I had to make up my mind. I'm not using those excuses I'm pushing them aside, and I'm going to be obedient to the Word of God. Not because I'm somebody special, but I see now. Because <laughs> I'm older now, and I look back, I see now how God has kept my children, and how God has blessed my home, and how God has helped me and my family. Because at times, honey, I could have walked away and said, forget that whole mess, because I'm not dealing with this anymore. Honey, I'm here to tell you one more time, God will provide you with excuses. Don't use them. Don't use the excuses. Make up your mind that in the year 2015, as we're heading into this year, we're going to have our Friday All Saints meeting. I want everybody in this house, I want you to begin to start making up your mind. I'm going to be the best follower. I'm going to be the best follower, not leader. Because if you become a great follower, you, you will automatically become a great leader. Because God will look down and say, hey, he knows how to follow. I got something for him to do. I believe God wants to pour out some anointings and ministries upon uh, on some of these people around here and some of our kids. But I believe really the key to their reaching their full anointing may be in the hands of us dads and us moms whether they are really going to reach their full potential in God. Because honey, God will not anoint a rebel. God will not anoint a rebel. If you've got a rebel spirit, God is not going to anoint a rebel spirit. Why? He's not going to put that power into the hand of somebody that can't control their own desires and their own lust. He's going to put it in the hand of somebody who's learned how to what? Follow the leader and submit these things unto God totally and completely. Somebody say amen. Follow the leader. Won't you look at your neighbor then and say, hey, follow the leader. The last verse we will look at, and you don't have to turn there, I'll read it. It's Luke 9, 23, and it says this. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, if he's going to be a follower, let him deny
good dads and moms learn how to do without certain things. Not because they're wrong, but because it's best for the family and for the children. And I just said a mouthful right there. There have been times when I would say, there's no sin in that. It's not going to hurt anything at all. But I just felt in my spirit, that's not going to be good for the kids. It could create confusion because I understand stuff. They may not understand this stuff. So then I'm going to deny myself that and say, I'm not going to do it, even though there's no sin in it. Do you hear me? Even though there's no sin in it. For the good. Now look what he says in the rest of that verse in Luke 9, 23. It says, deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. How often? Daily follow God. Throughout this year, I want God to help us and lead us as a church. I want you to be praying for your pastor every day. As I've said many times, I don't want to go the wrong direction. I don't want to make some stupid mistakes. I need God to really give me direction. I understand my limitations. I understand, honey, I'm not, I'm not omniscient knowing all things. I'm very limited, but I know a God who's omniscient, who knows all things, who can help me and help you in this church. We need moms and dads to start being the example you really need to be before your children. Hear me. When I've asked us to come down here and let's, let's pray before service and stuff, this is where you need to start following, right down here too. Get right down here and pray and get in. I'm not asking you to yell and scream and, and give yourself a heart attack down here because you just, I mean, I'm not what I'm asking. I'm just asking you to be obedient in following what we're doing what we're doing around here. And we're going to deal with some of this on Friday night. Hope you'll come prepared. I've got some letters up here. I want to hand some of our leadership here at the end of the service. I'm going to call your name and stuff. Why don't we stand? It's been good to be in the house of the Lord. i got more notes, but I'm not going to preach all my notes tonight. I think you got the message, and we had quite a bit tonight with our Palace of Praise Academy. And, and I thank God for our Christian school, and I thank God for all of our kids and and, and the fact that we have a chance to be able to educate our kids uh, in a Bible-based, with a Bible-based curriculum. I thank the Lord for that. Why don't we just for a moment thank the Lord for His Word and what we've heard tonight. God, I thank You again tonight, Lord, for every soul, Lord Jesus, that's in this house. I'm thankful, oh God, for her leadership. Thank you, God, for each and every one of them, Lord, that You have put Your hand, oh God, upon them. You have led them. God, you have been the strength, Lord, for every one of us, oh God. Lord, we understand we are weak, but we understand also that you are strong. God, help us, Lord, as fathers and husbands, Lord, to be the leaders we need to be, God. Help us, Lord, by leading God, by following, Lord, we become leaders, Lord, in our home. Help us, oh God, I pray, to crucify our flesh, Lord, with the desires thereof, Lord, that we would be obedient and submissive, Lord, unto you in all things. Lord, that you would bless, oh God, this congregation and every home, Lord, putting a hedge about oh God, the minds and the hearts of our children and oh Lord, our grandchildren. Thy perfect will be done. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm going to call some names here. I've got some letters here.